You're listening to a Directors Talk interview with me, Giles Arbor, and Gervais Williams, Head of Equities at Premier Mighton. Gervais, good morning to you. Good morning, Giles. Now, Premier Mighton regularly meets with their investee companies. Gervais, why do you meet companies in person? Yes, I mean, it's quite interesting, really, because the whole point about the investment universe which we invest across is it's so much wider than many other funds. We invest in companies which are large caps for our income funds. We also hold some mid and small caps uh, with income aspects which we deliver for uh, in the income fund. And then across the small cap funds, we also invest in small and micro caps for the small cap uh, investment portfolios. So we see a very much wider investment universe than many other uh, portfolio managers. Uh, And there's real value in our view to meeting these companies to getting a good understanding, not just of the potential returns which they might generate, but very much how much risk they may need to take along the way. And generally, through meeting these companies, it helps us to get conviction. And most particularly, hopefully, we can spot some of the risks uh, and also mostly spot those share prices which are out of line with the prospects. And it's that risk-reward ratio through meeting the companies and getting conviction, which is the reason we meet companies. Sure, sure. And how does it support your investment process? Well, the whole point about our investment process is that um, is that we're really very interested in companies which are investing to generate a cash payback. Um, whilst there are some companies which can have you know brilliant ideas and grow very fast, uh, you know, albeit at substantial losses, we're much more interested in cash payback. So the reason for meeting these companies is to get an understanding of how much cash they want to invest, uh, to get an assessment uh, through meeting these companies to get an understanding of how much cash they might generate and how quickly. Uh, generally, we're probably in the more kind of cautious end of, of, the, of the range of fund managers. You know, markets do zig and zag. We do get setbacks. Clearly, you know, coronavirus has come up and, and, and bitten us all uh, to some extent. But most particularly, if you can find companies which aren't just going to hopefully generate some good cash paybacks, but do that in a relatively short time period, maybe less than three years, do that with a very strong balance sheet so that if they don't do it straight away, they don't need any extra cash. And most particularly, when they do generate cash, they can pay big cash paybacks in the form of dividends or reinvesting in the business going forward. So those are the key features. So we're very much going for companies which are investing hard with cash paybacks rather than the companies which are growing the fastest or the companies which are uh, have the most exciting growth, uh, growth stories. Okay. Can you just expand on that a little? What are the company indicators that you look at? And I guess which are most important to you? Well, it's kind of interesting, actually. We kind of start off by looking at how well they look after their customers. Um, One of the features about most companies is that, you know, whilst they, you know, they're they're often quite good at doing their, their, their services, you know, when there is an unsettled market, maybe perhaps because of, uh, you know, economic setback, uh, you need to be delivering not just good service, but outstanding service to your customers. So one of the key features we're very interested in is how well they look after their customers. How well is it last month? How was it last year? How does it compare with your competitors? You know, how do you measure it? Is it in your board papers? Uh, there's very little in, in, in company presentations on this, but we take it very, very seriously. The second feature we also take very uh, a great amount of interest in is actually how well do the, the management, the leadership team lead the, the underlying staff, you know, you want real engagement with the staff, you want real uh, motivation of the staff to get the best out of the business. Uh, and from that point of view, we're very interested in the kind of metrics which they use to uh, lead the staff, how that's, again, relayed in the boards, 
how that's related in terms of you know net promoter score or whatever uh, so those two are key features to start with thereafter we're looking at for cash in you know companies which are putting cash in how quickly is it like to come back why is it likely to come back why do they think they can generate an attractive return on it so there's cash metrics that's tremendously important and then we look to take risk off the you know the, 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 the kind of decision making by finding companies which are doing things which are relatively understandable uh, companies which have a strong balance sheet companies which perhaps are uh, you know moving into markets where there is little competition uh, and that gives us hopefully when you assemble that in a portfolio um, the risk of actually you know most companies doing okay uh, hopefully rather better than that in many cases but most companies not doing too badly so that it means that the risk reward ratio for our clients is that actually yes we make more attractive returns than many others but also we take less risk in an aggregate term than many of the other fund competitors funds to us of course now in relation to climate change, how do you encourage companies to increase reporting of climate risks and climate exposure? Well, it, the, the nature of the government's debate generally is that actually it's all about reducing risk. So, so why do you want a, you know, a board which is more balanced? Why do you want uh, a company which has uh, not overriding uh, sort of uh, dominance by one particular board member? It's basically to take risk down. And we regard that exactly the same when you talk about climate change. You know, companies can ruin their reputation in an afternoon by making a big mistake in terms of, uh, you know, disclosure or, or perhaps uh, emissions on, on, on their businesses. So we are, we're interested in how seriously they take climate change, uh, how much they can actually uh, affect the uh, opportunity of reducing carbon over time. How well do they measure that carbon so that, you know, is it is it, it could be a demonstrable benefit. You know, small companies and big companies are also very good at this. What's interesting, in, in our view, is that quite a lot of companies in the portfolios actually are doing things which aren't just good, but they're actually making significant impact in reducing carbon for them and other companies going forward. And that's a terrific thing. And it's very kind of strange sometimes when you see these outstanding companies with climate change uh, positives coming through, which are still standing on subnormal market valuations they're quite small and they haven't really been researched by many other professional fund managers. Okay, interesting. Uh, finally then, what steps do the companies need to take to understand those risks and mitigate them? I think when it comes to actually managing that, I mean, ultimately there's going to be a sort of standardisation in time, terminology of course, you know, when they talk about certain words, you know, we've got to have a standard meaning for those words. So the very first thing is to understand the language and get in touch with the, you know, UNPRI type metrics so that we all take, so we speak the same language. Thereafter, we're actually looking at how companies can actually uh, dis ex disclose the basics. For example, you know, how much energy does the company use per energy, per output, of, 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 you know, per unit output perhaps? Uh, how much water does it use per unit output? Ultimately, how much carbon does it emit per unit output? Now, these might seem very simple, simple, simple metrics, but of course, if you've got a lot of suppliers, ultimately, you need to collect the data from them too, because it's no use just saying what you do if you've got a lot of uh, suppliers which happen to be emitting a lot of carbon elsewhere. So it's, 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 it's building at the moment. We're seeing a few companies, a few quoted companies embrace this quite early on. We expect a lot more to do so going forward. We're massively engaged in the debate with the companies. We think this is a terrifically important issue. And in anything, you know, the UK has had a long uh, history of being one of the leaders in terms of corporate governance around the world. And we'd like the UK to continue to be one of the leaders in terms of disclosure on climate change metrics as well. Wonderful.
Okay. Talking to us today was Gervais Williams, Head of Equities at Premier Mighton. Gervais, stay safe and thanks for joining Directors Talk today. Thank you very much, Dale.